Hi everyone, welcome to Hubshots episode 231. In this episode, we are reflecting on the year that is 2020. My name is Ian Jack from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Belly from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Look, I'm well. And just before we get started and get a little bit serious, I just want to say I did not realize until earlier this week that I needed a $900 pair of headphones. Can you believe this? I know. And for our US listeners, I think, what's that, like 600 or 500 US I think US they're five, 550 in the US, but I was looking yeah. at the Apple store in Australia where we are, and it's like 899 for a pair of headphones. I'm just like... I, I don't know. Does that sum up the the year? I, it, like, there's there's surprises ahoy, and, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, who's going to buy those headphones? And the answer, lots of people. I don't think it'll be me. And I wish one day when I could just have that kind of discretionary spend, but I just don't know what to say. Sign of the times. So, Craig, reflecting on 2020, and this is our final show, listeners, for the year. There will be some little surprise episodes till we get into the new year, isn't there? That's right. We're going to have some little mini ad hoc episodes. But I think this episode, we just wanted to reflect on the year. I will start by saying, look, everyone knows it's been a crazy year. And so much so that most of the dictionaries couldn't decide on their word of the year. And in fact, some dictionaries decided they weren't even going to have a word of the year because it was so crazy. Yeah, right. There's always like new normal, unprecedented, lockdown furlough, I've got flatten the curve, but super spreader. And then, of course, <laughs> doom scrolling was the one. But Doom scrolling? Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard of that one. Oh, doom scrolling is where basically you keep just scrolling through your news feed on bad news, basically. Really? Yeah. Wow. And this constant kind of underlying stress. But look, with that in mind, we just thought, Let's end the show. We'll highlight the good, we'll acknowledge the bad, and we'll uh, look to the future. And it's really our quick shots. We're going to chat about a few themes, aren't we, Ian? That's right, Craig. So let's talk about the good. Actually, let me ask you this, Ian. What's the best thing that happened to you this year, and what's the worst thing? The best thing that's happened to me this year, Craig, is I think I realized what was really important in life having a young family and doing life and, you know, running an agency or a business, really understood what the value was of our relationships with people, our friendships, our relationships internally in our family. One of the really good things in the period we've been through is one of my cousins who happens to live in the Philippines right now, connected all of our family globally from America to the UK, to Australia, to the wherever else our family is, because we're all spread all over the world. And just meeting on there, when this got really bad, we were pretty much meeting every night and getting on there for a chat and we were praying as well. But he's kept that going. And now we do that even on Friday, Saturday, Sundays, and different family members get to share, even the kids get to share. And it's really been a great way to meet no family that I have not been in touch with for years. And even for my children and my family to experience my extended family in a way that they would have never imagined. And it's I think it's just brought us all closer. Like the conversations we have with each other, just even knowing our extended family, it's been fantastic. So that's been one of the things I've been really grateful for. And what about the worst thing that's happened? Worst thing that's happened? I think for me, really, I think, you know, we've been really blessed and really lucky in Australia to get through this in a relatively unscathed manner, right? We've been, we've been looked after really well. And I think what 
I am sad about is to see all the people that we love and we know globally getting really affected, and even some of our teams, because our teams are all spread over the world, that have been really affected by this and families. I've been lucky enough not to have anybody get directly affected from what's been going on. So, you know, thank God for that. But, you know, that's really been my worst, you know, we've had work, like we've lost some work, we've gained work. We have had a roof over our heads and I've been really grateful for that. And we've had a great family around us. So, Yeah, I think that's good. And you've looked at a, a, a bit of a more wider kind of community and family view. I think for me, if I think about the best thing, I'm going to make it more personal just to me individually. I feel like we made it through. The business made it through. I feel incredibly lucky to have a very supportive wife, friends, and you. We kept the podcast going every yes, week. Yes, we kept it consistent. Remotely. Yes. And a lot of that was thanks to you. You're very kind of taking the initiative, reaching out to me. I'm much more quite a you know, more introverted and, you know, hiding or just re- retreating. But I'm really thankful we made it through. I, I managed to keep the team. You know, we didn't lose anyone. We didn't have to put anyone off. I'm very thankful. For that. And, and also proud. I worked really hard and I know the team worked really hard. And I think that also contributed to what I think is the worst thing for me, which was a combination of stress and uncertainty. As business owners, we like certainty. We, we often go into business because we want that control. And during this time, we haven't had control. A lot of things have been out of our control, and that brings with it stress. If you're someone that likes certainty, then uncertainty brings stress. So that's been the worst part for me. Like you, I'm I'm thankful I've had no direct family who have suffered or died from this, and I know that's rare. I know that's not the case for many of our listeners around the world, and they've many have been affected and will have families and will have lost loved ones. So I think that's incredibly sad and, and a terrible thing, but... We have to acknowledge that, and that's been the year that 2020 is. And looking to the future, Craig? It's going to be interesting over the break. I'm really looking forward to break. And, and listeners, just in Australia, we tend to have a nice two- to three-week holiday. This is our summer break. Uh, yeah, our summer break, which I know in, a, in the US they don't. They kind of just have a few days off. But this is kind of like our Thanksgiving break, but extended over <laughs> two to three weeks. I'm really looking forward to that, to just decompress and I think all our clients in Australia, they're all taking extended breaks. They're kind of like said, this year was so difficult. And so they are, a lot of them are taking a break. I'm looking forward to that and just having mental space mm. to think about next year. As you alluded to at the start, we're lucky in Australia. We're, we're almost back to normal. We have, well, in New South Wales and many of the states around Australia, we've had zero cases of COVID over the last 10 to 20 days. So That's we're right. very lucky. We seem to have it under control. And I'm aware that that can change very quickly. So Christmas, there might be a flare up. We might all be in lockdown early next year. No one knows. But at the moment, we're very lucky, I think, relative to many parts of the world. So with that in mind, we can be thinking about the future quite optimistically and setting goals and plans for for the new year. So I'm looking forward to that. And the future, I think 2021, of course, it's only the last week or so that the vaccine news has come out and that's starting to be spread out. That will obviously take a while to be spread out, but it does seem as though 2021 promises a restoration and a a return. Now, Craig, we were discussing over... One thing this is we love doing is we get together and we have dinner and we talk about things. And that's that's really been something that I've really missed over this last nine months, Craig, is just unapologetically sitting with you and talking about all bits of our lives, 
from you know business to you know how how the week's going. How are sales going? I often ask you that because I'm very yeah I'm a bit more sales focused and just challenging each other. And I've missed that. And as we were talking today, there there were some key terms that we came up with that could kind of sum up 2020, right? And so, listeners, we're just going to go through this. We're going to share a story if there is one and just talk through our experiences of this year. And so the first one is going to be, we're going to talk about fatigue. And, you know, it's so apt what you talk about. We actually caught up, as you said, today, had a burger together. We chatted about stuff. Yes. And the reason we could do that is because we're not locked in Zoom meetings and that's where fatigue comes in. The difference between in a Zoom meeting, the, the chit-chat or any kind of social is kind of considered, oh, well, that's inefficient use of the time. Get on the Zoom call, right, bang, 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 down to, down to business. No time to think, just time to push through things. You can't, by the way, just look away. You've got to be engaged. And then you're on to the next one. There's none of this time. There's no thinking time. And that's why it is fatigue. It's been a year of fatigue. It's almost like Zoom equals fatigue. It'd be interesting in years to come to ask people what the first word that comes to mind if you say the word Zoom. I think in the future it's going to be a negative. It's going to be fatigue or stress, actually. I think that's going to be the words. I wouldn't mind betting in the future Zoom has to rebrand because the word Zoom will be associated as a negative. That's just my, my thinking, but that has been it. It's been the fatigue of no time to think yes. and just share a relationship. And I think fatigue on the other perspective, Craig, also has been in people managing their time because they have worked in the same space that they live in. And I know for a fact I've been so lucky, and you to an extent as well, we work in offices where people haven't been around. So we've actually been in our offices But for those who are not as lucky as us who have worked at home, and my wife is one of them who has worked at home, it's been really difficult to know where that line is. And I still see her today getting fatigued. Like we were talking about this over dinner and she called and what was the first thing she told you? She said, I've got to go and do more work. It's like her day never ends sometimes. Mm. And knowing where to draw that line or where to say no and where to stop because you know what? It's exhausting just sometimes being with her. It's exhausting because she is not replenishing those batteries, right? And so, and I've seen this across lots of people that I've, uh, who are my friends who I've been visiting and talking to recently, is they say they work longer hours because the expectation is, hey, I'm not traveling to work. I'm not catching the train back here. And so, therefore, I keep working. And I think we've got to be very intentional with our day You know, just one of the little things was during all of this was going on and because we could exercise and we could go out for a walk, I remember being very intentional with going for a walk with the dog and even taking my boys on some of those walks. And you know, one thing I love seeing was that we saw other people in the neighborhood walking and we said hi to people and we saw people we would never see. So, you know, there were were lots of good things that came out of it, but I think it was about being intentional with your actions in that perspective and not turning your computer on. If you're going to turn it off, turn it off and don't look at it again. I think that's an important point because we've become, all of us have become much more efficient. I've got air quotes here and much more productive. And that's true. We've been Absolutely. massively more productive and more efficient, yet that comes with a cost and we're starting to see that play out. And I think that uh, leads on to some of the other terms or the themes that we're thinking about. Resilience. 
adaptability. Uh, these are the words we're, we're, we're thinking in terms of describing 2020. That's right. And I look at this, and I, I, I was talking to you about this earlier. I think one thing that never ceases to amaze me is how resilient people are, how resilient environment is. You know, I still remember that story of in somewhere in India, like they had never seen the Himalayas, I don't know, in so long. And because everything stopped, nature was resilient and could regenerate. Regenerate, yes. They were seeing the mountain that they had never seen before. They heard the birds singing. I think that's right. And it's another side to the coin, isn't it? Like the bad side that we've talked about, acknowledging the bad. But then the positive side is, yeah, actually pollution dropped. CO2 levels changed for the better. People were hearing birds for the first time in some neighborhoods. You know, there have been some good things that have come from it. And I think adaptability too, Craig. Like if you see how we have changed the way we operate, the way we work, how people have adapted to life, adapted to the change in the way they shop, the way they interact with people, it's been a really interesting experiment, should I say, to observe what people have done. And, you know, out of uh, times like this, you get some amazing innovation that takes place, right? Which leads us on to the next thing is about unity, right? We will. We'll chat about unity in a second. But one of the words that we left off or the themes was acceleration. And we've done that deliberately because it seems like everyone's talked about that. You know, the new normal, how it's all changed. But yes. I guess we do have to acknowledge that's the case, but we, we just didn't want to dwell on it. When it comes to unity, I felt that it just seemed to me that in the past year, people were divisive and on social more so than ever before. Uh, Of course, the election brought out a lot of that, and we're still seeing that playing out. And I think the point that I really wanted to talk about, and this does relate to marketing or HubSpot or whatever your passion is, is focusing on unity. And we were chatting actually over a dinner. Shall shall I talk about that? Yeah, go for it. I was talking about how different you and I are. You're quite religious. Uh, in fact, would you describe you? you would describe I would describe myself as religious. But what would you? Yeah. What would word would you say you're a Christian? I'm a Christian. Yeah. Church guy. That's yeah, right. I'm a, a believer. Yeah. Believe in Jesus. Yeah. Whereas I'm an atheist. Yes. And so we're quite different. We have different political views. Yes. And policy, and we have so many different views on things that we could use. Yes. To be. Um, uh, to not div- be friends. <laughs> to not be friends. To be divisive. We could be like that. But instead, we choose to focus on our passions, marketing Correct. and HubSpot and our, you know, the shared passions, shall we say. And here we are, the best of friends Correct. after many years. That's right. You know, in spite of all those things. And it just strikes me that now more than ever, if, if there was one thing we could say to listeners and, and well, to, to people, it's a time for unity. We have to embrace the shared passions and look over the fighting that's going on, especially on social and things. That's why I'm not on social anymore. <laughs> I'm hardly ever there. I just find it so tiring on top of all the Zoom calls <laughs> to then jump on social and see people fighting about stuff because I can understand it. People need this outlet. So embrace the, the shared passions, I think, is the thing I really want to say. That's right. And I think, Craig, uh, we came from me saying that we actually got the opportunity to go to church for the first time this weekend. Yeah. And you know what? As much as I love church and we've been doing it online, one of the things I loved about going to church as I walked through the car park and I walked through the building to go get the kids was all the people that I am so used to seeing, you know, a lot of them are older than me who I've served with. And just to see their smiling faces, to see how they were, I stopped so many times in the car park. It took me like a good while to get from one end to the other. 
But you know what? I felt so enriched after that, after I'd spoken to all of my friends who I'd not seen for ages, just to know that they were well and they were, they were going through life was so nice to see. And I just thought that was one thing I have really missed. I think that's right. And it's community. It's that connection with others. And one of the things that I wanted to mention, I think if we look back on all our episodes this year, you know, when we've spoken about people who have sent us a message yes, or they've left us the testimony or a review or something, or they've said Correct. they're really thankful, they've been special moments for us. Because you know why? And I'm not just talking about, oh yeah, you know, ego, yeah, we're great. It's connection. You know, there is something about recording this show and chatting with people and we connect and they connect back with us. And that's what I love. I've really loved those moments. So, Craig, on that, there was one of our listeners, Scott, who connected with us. And he sent me this message, which I sent you. And this really made my day. So, listeners, I'm going to read this out, what Scott sent to me. And Scott said, hey, I started a new job this year that used HubSpot, which I had no knowledge it even existed. And then a couple of weeks into the role, a HubSpot guy left and I was passed the responsibility to champion this within the business. Since then, I've been learning everything on the fly and I cannot express how happy I was that I stumbled across your podcast with Craig. It is exactly what I've been looking for. So glad you have over 200 episodes and I have been binging on the commutes from work to home. Thank you so much for delivering this great content. I've already implemented a few of your tips and tricks. Keep it up. Scott, you know who you are. Thank you so much for sending that. That made such a difference to Craig and myself. It did. And I want to encourage people, listeners, just send a note to a friend. I'm not saying to send to us. That's (laughs) right. We love it as well. But (laughs) just send a note to a friend or a colleague. It makes such a difference, especially after a year of nonstop Zoom calls that are all in the name of efficiency and productivity. Which really goes on well, Craig, to our next point, which is gratitude. And I think one of the things that has taken me through this year has been gratitude and writing in my journal in an almost daily fashion (laughs) is what am I grateful for? You know, if I flip through my journal, there are days when I have written, I'm pretty sure I've written, I'm so thankful that I got to experience the sunrise. I see the sunshine today and I feel the warmth of it in the office. Like, you know what? It just brings joy to my heart. And it's just the simple things in my life that have just been great. And it also has really refocused me personally to show us what we have. You know, we have so much to be grateful for. And I think we can often forget the little things that we have in our lives. Like I always tell my family we have to be so grateful. We have a roof over our heads. We get to eat really nice, fresh food. We're never hungry. You know what I mean? Like, why complain? Just be thankful for all the things we have. I think that's right. And it can be the simple things. You mentioned your planet. I was just going to talk. I use the uh, meditation app called Calm. Oh, yes. I think you've heard of it. Yes. Um, it's quite a popular meditation app, which I do every day. And I find it, I'm terrible at meditation, by yes. the way, but I find this very helpful at the start of each day. You just focus on your breath. You don't have to be good at meditation. That's the first thing you learn. There's no such thing as being, how do you do it right? It's, it's so wonderful. So I've been doing this, well, I'll say a couple of years now. But they've been gradually adding things. And one of the things is every day I'm prompted, what are you grateful for? Right. I think I've done it for over 100 days now. Okay. Every day you write three things that you're grateful for. 
And number one, every day I have to say is I'm so grateful for my wife, Michelle. But then there's other things. You're in there quite a lot, Ian, I have to say. But then there are things like my team, you know, health, just the simple things. And it grounds you. And so, listeners, you might be wondering, what are these guys chatting about? Where's the, when are we talking about HubSpot? <laughs> we probably won't by the time we end up get the show. But these are the things, these are the important things. After a year of just focusing on marketing and KPIs and learning new stuff and Zoom Making calls sales. and that, we're just going to have an episode where we reflect on, you know, connection and, and the important things in life. That's our reflection. You said right at the start of the show, reflect, what's the important thing? Yeah, friends, connection. That's right. After marketing and sales have gone, what have we got left? So in talking about that, another one of these words that we came up with was planning for the year ahead. And when we think of this, and we'll probably chat about this in some little mini episodes in the in the coming weeks, but now is a good time. It is naturally that time of year when everyone gets in, especially around New Year's and resolutions and that. But now is the time to be just taking a little bit of step back, bit of a bit of a breather planning for the year ahead. There is a sense of optimism that 2021 should be much better, vaccine and all, all things going out. So now is the time maybe to just be planning for the year ahead. Let's chat about in future little mini episodes, we'll chat about that's not only work, but of course that's important. That's what we think about on this show, but just health, life, getting all your areas of life in balance of which work and your business is just one part. And the next one is getting your foundations in place. Now, listeners, I think I might have mentioned this earlier, but I think for a lot of people this year with the chaos we've lived in has been a year of getting the foundations in place. So cleaning up their systems, cleaning up their processes, putting in new systems. So you might have implemented HubSpot. You might have actually gained more people on your sales team. But when I was talking to my client, they said when they were taking stock and reflecting and thinking, what are we doing for 2021? He made a really good point of saying, this has been a year of foundation. We've cleaned up our website. We've made it better. We've made the speed faster, you know, with mobile first indexing. And so he really feels like he's laid those foundations with his team to make the leap into 2021. And I think it's a really good perspective on things. So it's never too late. I would encourage people, think about what those foundations and what foundations do you need to fix or what foundations do you need to lay this year as we move into next year. And don't be afraid just because we're going into 2021 soon. Don't feel like you missed the boat. Start now. Because, you know, like we've said in a few episodes of recent, it's a compounding effect, right, Craig? Yep. Uh, Continual incremental improvement. What's the other thing, Craig? You said unspent budgets. And this is part of planning for the year ahead. I'm talking mainly of Australian market conditions, but this could equally apply globally. What we've seen and what we're hearing from companies is that during the pandemic uh, process, many of them pulled back on spend. So a lot of large corporates, they had their budget planned for their financial year, uh, July through to June. And yet in this half of the year, they've really pulled back. And what that means is in the second half, well, next year, January to June, they've got all this budget, could be up to as much of 20% of their budget that they haven't spent. And they're then going to push that back into the market because they see things improving. So what you're going to have, and I, I guess I'm just highlighting this, it's an opportunity for some, it's going to be a threat for others, that be prepared to see increased ad spends going in from big corporates, especially in the, in the next couple of months, and that will increase ad prices. So you'll be, you'll be spending more, getting less from it. So plan for that. 
And that's going to be a, a little bit of a, a setback for people who are optimistic. Oh, yeah, but it's all going near again. Oh, what do you know? Ad prices have gone up. So we're expecting that. We're trying to plan that with our clients. So we're thinking about how we're allocating budgets. For some of our clients, it means that's why we're doing actually quite significant spend right over the Christmas and New Year break, taking advantage of that when many people do pull out of the market as well. But I think it's something for me, marketers to be thinking about early in the new year, planning for it. How can you use that as an opportunity? Does it also mean that that budget that you might have that's unspent, instead of putting it into ad spend, you put it into things like content creation or other areas? Anyway, just food for thought there. All right. And then we also had regeneration. Our environment restores itself and us, which we talked about before. Now, Craig, we can't go in this episode without having a HubSpot marketing feature of the week. And this is really about getting back to basics and setting up goals in HubSpot. I'm not sure if many people are aware that you can set goals in HubSpot. There's a whole section in settings where you can actually go and set goals. You can set it for uh, sales pipelines. You can set it for traffic and set it for leads, all kinds of things. Why don't you actually put in some goals and start tracking against them if you're not already doing that? And I know most companies we work with, they're not even aware of it. So maybe now's the time to be actually plugging in some of those numbers and tracking against them. Now, Craig, the next shot is the surprise app usage of the week. Now, why I wanted to put this, because we were looking at our behavior over this last few months. And I said, I said to you, what's one app that you've been really utilizing recently? And to my surprise, you said YouTube. You know what? I have been the same. And then we went onto our iPhones and looked at the app usage. <laughs> and I have to say, listeners, both Craig and myself have been spending a lot of time on YouTube. Yeah, I have. And, but intentionally so. Because I've, I've pulled away. You know, I'm hardly ever on Facebook or yes. Instagram or even LinkedIn these days. But I, do, I was spending time on Twitter. And I've really, in the last month, tried to pull back on that. So I'm hardly on... Twitter at all, just because I don't feel it's, it's like eating junk food. You know, I just want healthy food for it. And the good thing about a YouTube is that it's starting to learn my interests well. It's nowhere near as good as TikTok in terms of its algorithm, but I am getting the, the kinds of content, which is typically educational content. I yes. don't look a lot of fun, entertaining stuff. It's really educational. I watch a lot of on drum videos because I play drums. I watch a lot on business and learning business stuff. I do watch some marketing stuff, although not a lot. It's more business, entrepreneurial, and there's so much good content there, Uh, and also a lot on financial and investing side of things as well. I've been spending a lot more time on YouTube because it's actually actually high-quality content Mm. for my brain, and I, I feel it's good. It's like eating, yep. it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's eating vegetables, and, <laughs> and food, but it, it's not eating junk food, you know, and I, I find it a good use of time. Yeah, I've just been surprised at that and how, how better I feel and less stressed just absorbing good content. Yeah, and you know what? I think I'm very similar to you. You know, I have a passion for cars and Formula One racing. So I've consumed a lot of videos on Formula One and one of the really interesting things I've been watching on YouTube is guys fixing cars, like buying wrecked cars and fixing it. And I, I would have never thought I would have watched that, but I'm just observing and watching some of these. I don't watch it all because there are some cars I'm not interested in. One of them was a C63 AMG, which I was really oh. interested in. And I've been watching that. And it's been really fascinating to see people document their story as they've traveled along fixing a car how they've bought the parts, the things that they've done. And they've just, these guys have just done it really well. 
and each video is about 20 minutes long, right? But you know what? I actually end up watching it all and I'm like, hang on, did I just do that? But, you know, it goes to show how much of the journey people love. And that's one thing I've just discovered watching these videos. I actually enjoy the journey of watching them go through the process and overcome some of the really difficult things that they had to do and just learn that most things are possible. It might take longer. It might be harder, but there is a way through stuff. And that's one of the things I've loved and uh, surprisingly, I still keep watching it. Now, Craig, on to our insight of the week. And you were going to say, or you said, marketing is like investing in stocks and shares. I thought this was a good reflection on the year. I can't say the name of the client, but a big international client. We've been working with them a bit over a year now. And I, I showed you a screenshot uh, this morning. We've been having reasonable success with them through the year, but we've just really cracked it in late November, December. It's just taken off a combination of content and leads. And so we've gone from something like 20 to 30 leads a week, you know, so about 100 or so leads a month, to now just screaming up to 250, 300 leads. So it's doubled and tripled. Wow. Just by this, by this combination. But if I showed you the whole year, it, it wouldn't look so, so great. And here's the point. It's taken a lot of testing and measuring and we, and and there's been some campaigns we run in the year that just haven't worked, right? They've got like no leads. Unfortunately, this is a big enough client with a big enough budget with a lot of testing and a, you know, a long time frame. And the reason I wanted to highlight this, it's kind of like investing in, I'm not talking about trading, I'm talking about investing where you kind of invest in shares or stocks and you pick some, some of them don't work and they lose out, but all you need is a couple to really take off and well... You know, in investing circles, you get, if you pick Tesla or Netflix a couple of years ago, you know, you're, you're a genius, investing genius. But the point is, you just keep testing and measuring. You keep investing in campaigns. All you need is one or two to really take off and you achieve incredible results. That's the thing I love about marketing. So why am I mentioning this in the show? And why am I mentioning it now? Well, of course, we've had success, so it's great. I couldn't mention this example three months ago, right? That's the thing. Listeners, that's the thing with marketing. You keep slogging away, testing and measuring, and some of them pay off. So reflecting on the year and planning for the year ahead, you know, the whole kind of growth hacker, silver bullet, you'll get incredible results with one easy hack. It just doesn't exist. It's not true. I just haven't seen it happen. And it's the hard slog where you kind of test and you work really hard. And then finally, one, two or three, they just take off. That's what it's like. That's marketing. So stick at it, folks. And when you're planning for next year, extend your timeframes. Set the goals, but then set them realistically and work really hard to test and measure a whole bunch of things, and then you'll get the payoff. And Craig, finally, our quote of the week, and this is from Derek Sivers. I love this quote. It says, if more information was the answer, then we'd all be billionaires with perfect abs. Need I say no more? Listeners, we hope you have a great end to this month as we lead up to Christmas. And we hope that this has been useful and you've enjoyed this episode over the next few weeks. We'll have some ad-lib episodes, isn't it, Craig? That's right. And and thanks for indulging us with this episode. We really wanted to, I guess, take a bit of time out, have a slightly different episode to finish the year. Hope that's useful. I really love to hear feedback from listeners if you found this helpful. I know some will think, oh, this was a load of guff. That was terrible. But others... If we connected with you, share it with us, please. I'd love to read that. What were some of the great things this year that you can take out of what's been a terrible year 
and of course share some of the terrible things as well and um, what you're looking forward to and how you're planning the year ahead. We'd love to hear from you. That's right. So message us on LinkedIn or direct message us on Instagram. We would love to hear from you because we're on there most of the time. Well, listeners, we hope you have a great 2020 as we finish the year and you finish the year well as we go into Christmas. There will be a few more episodes every week till we come back into January. And just before I finish, I want to thank you again, Ian, for keeping this show going, for your friendship, for your connection, for, yeah, your great support this year. I'm so grateful for what we have here. Thank you, Craig. And likewise, I think it's been one of those, how do I describe it? It's like one of those rocks in your life that keeps you anchored even through a period like this. I think, like you rightly said, I think we have both spurred each other on and picked each other up when we've been feeling down, especially in business. You know, there are some days when you when you just need someone to hold your hand and pick you up and tell you it's going to be okay. And you've been that to me. So thank you because you, well, you're sitting here in my office right now. So you know what it's like. There's not many of us around here and we're all spread out over the world. And so I am very grateful. Thank you for another great year, listeners. And as you know, we passed five years this year, back in September as we as we did inbound virtually. And so I am very grateful, Craig. So thank you very much for your friendship and your unwavering, uh, I'm lost for words right now. Anyway, listeners, <laughs> just thank you, Craig. And thank you, listeners, for listening. And we do hope that you have a great holiday. Until next time, Craig. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there, thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. To get the latest show notes, HubSpot tips and resources, sign up at hubshots.com. You can also book time with us to help you grow better with HubSpot. 